This is the magic of compassion. I'm Little Wu, and today's topic or question is how to end anxiety and panic attacks. I used to have panic attacks and um, very high level of anxiety at different times in life. So um, I'm really happy to address this, and I'm going to talk about first two layers of survival mode. And the first layer is what is called acute, or what I call acute survival. So it's like something immediate happening right now that is making you feel like your survive your survival is being threatened. And it could be that you've just lost a job, or your house was on fire, or you know someone you deeply love is uh, is injured or ill. So there's these moments where it's a critical emergency happening that's making you question your ability to to survive, and it it can be happening to someone you love as well, uh, and and trigger you into this acute survival mode. The other level of survival mode is what I call ambient survival mode, and that is actually more prevalent and more common, and that comes from this constant feeling of pressure and danger and threat, and I would say that a lot of countries uh, and citizens of certain countries are living under that constant threat because of wars that they're undergoing or the threat of war uh, or the threat of terrorism that's constantly being broadcast on, on, on their media. So at a time when acute is, you know, comes and goes in your life, but then ambient is constantly prevalent, then more and more people are experiencing forms of anxiety, and we all deal with anxiety in different ways. Um, we, we, it may not all show up the same way, and panic attacks are one form of anxiety pressure, and that's uh, and panic attacks can have different symptoms, but often it's like suddenly comes on like almost like a heart attack. It feels like, uh, and it's profuse sweating, um, hot and cold palpitations. You can really feel your heart as if maybe you are having a heart attack. Very, uh, you can be lightheaded and dizzy. Your breathing, you can start to hyperventilate, and those are all um, you know very common symptoms of an anxiety or panic attack. When you are dealing with either acute or ambient, and usually it's a combination of both, um, then you might have some anxiety, and that's kind of a natural response to that amount of threat and danger perceived. But what is uh, the, the the healing of an anxiety uh, attack or in terms of a disorder that's constantly there, like this constant pressure, it comes from a you know a two twofold process. One is that the worldview that a person has come to know is one that is deeply threatening. And that can be either that the world does not accept them and that they must find a way to be accepted or be ejected from society. So there's a, a real feeling of threat if you are rejected by society. So you're constantly in a mode of trying to prove yourself. Or it's a worldview that the world out there is dangerous and not safe. So you're always wearing your armor, you're building walls, and you're creating more weapons. So you're learning things in order to protect and attack or defend. So those are all mechanisms that come from this worldview that you're not safe as you are. So either it's because you're, there's something wrong with you, or you feel that there's something wrong with the world, that there's a dangerous world. So it can be internalized or externalized, but this worldview is the source of lifelong anxiety or uh, episodes where you might be triggered because maybe you're fine when you have a job, but the moment that you lose your job for any reason, it triggers you into this deep survival mode because you've identified your yourself, your worth, your contribution to society, and also your means of survival with your job. 
And that's an example of how someone can, in the state of maybe unemployment, start increasing their anxiety when normally it's it's in check, or the ambient ambient anxiety is not noticeable because they've learned to live with it. If any of you ever had ambient pain, like a low back pain or a slight headache, and it's just there all the time, you, you stop recognizing it as separate from you. You start to feel that that's your normal state. And so a lot of people live with ambient anxiety without even realizing that they have it. And so it just adds and increases until something acute happens and that can trigger some trauma. So having that worldview, so how do you heal a worldview? Well, that's a deeper deeper work. You know, we have to go and start to consciously really look at what really is my worldview and from that place start to do the healing work, you know, seek uh, uh, someone to work with, seek work group workshops, uh, find communities that are supportive of you changing that worldview, a, a, a community that supports a different worldview, maybe one that's about creativity and kindness and love instead of one that's always about imminent, uh, you know, danger. So the the Trumpisms of the world, you know, that that kind of energy is only adding more to the fuel of war. And because if you're always building walls to protect, then you're basically declaring war in your own way on the world. And the other thing is about being present in the moment. That is a huge practice that I would recommend to anyone who's dealing with anxiety. Instead of projecting constantly into the past to relive a trauma or projecting into the future to prepare for imminent danger or threat, you practice all these different ways of being fully present. And that's where your incredible imagination and creativity can come in. But any kind of practice that makes you Bring yourself fully into the moment. So there's some sports, uh, physical activities that really bring you into the, now, into the now moment, that bring you into your breath. So whenever you're doing something that you're really tuned into your breath, that's a very calming thing to do for your nervous system. Um, and other things that are gentle and, and, and calming for your nervous system are very useful to do. So different kinds of meditation, uh, still meditations, active meditations. I love to do active meditations, so I turn all my mundane tasks, uh, sweeping and washing dishes, um, you know, things like, or sewing, things like that. I tend to, you know, focus on that task. And I actually have a, a video coming up uh, about that. And I have a, actually an audio file that I can share that's about being in the present moment and recognizing the safety of the now moment. Because in the very now moment, there's only a few times in your life there will be an acute danger in the now moment. And if you're fully present, you'll be able to respond to that acute danger immediately with the right amount of response. Um, but when you're living in the past or future, then there's going to be a hesitation in the present moment if something's coming at your head. You just, you're not quite in the present moment to be able to react to it properly. So then when you want to stay present, then it also helps you stop traveling into the future. Some, some of us live always five, ten, an hour into the future. Others live a year in the future, constantly projecting what they're going to be doing in a year from now and projecting threat uh, of some sort or, or survival needs. So bringing yourself into the present moment, dancing, singing, breathing, meditations, anything that... Uh, gets you into the now body work is really helpful um, and any kind of uh, activity that takes all of your attention so when I was a child I noticed that when I was drawing 
that all my attention was on the lines that I was doing and any kind of nervous energy just dissolved because I was so focused. It's like I, I used to say, oh, I could be a surgeon because my hand was so still and could do exactly what I wanted. So anything for you that brings you fully into the now moment, captures all of your attention and then reduces that time travel that's happening. You're not in the past, you're not in the future, you're in the moment with this activity. And it can be something very simple, but it just has to be something that you can be present with. So these are some things that you can do that will help bring you out of that time travel projection into the past or future and help you really inhabit the now. And part of that will be a second layer is to acknowledge the safety of the now moment that in this very moment, you are safe. In this very moment, nothing is being asked of you. Nothing is needed from you. And all you need to do is just be in this moment and feel the safety of it. And not need to do anything but just be. And just taking these moments more regularly through the, through your day and then they start to add up and after a while you've overcome this constant threat because you've learned to feel what safety feels like and uh, I'd love to give more tools over the times over the week so please join me again every Wednesday a lot of the things I talk about are all connected and so they start to create this this journey of what it is to become and be a magical human, someone who is expressed in their love and creativity, someone who inhabits this earth with a sense of intrinsic worth and joy and natural way of contributing, not out of pressure or self-validation, but out of joy and love and desire. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're curious about my one-on-one -on -one sessions, workshops, or online classes, visit littlewood.org. Lots of love.